service to the Lord. Anybody ever felt like you had it? You didn't mean to feel that way. You're saying, I got this. Then that mountain would come. While we was complaining about the mountain, God said, I'm going to use that mountain to get you leaning on me again. Amen. Trust in me. I was talking with uh, one of the gentlemen from the funeral home yesterday, and we talked about that and talked about how all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I said, thank God that because we realize that, we understand we have the hope we have in Jesus. If they if you didn't have sin, you wouldn't need a Savior. Amen. But thank God today for the Savior we have in Jesus Christ. If you have your Bible, stand with me for a few moments. I want to share with you. I'm not going to keep you long. I want to share with you for a few moments. I was in my studies this week and could not get away from this thought. The Lord spoke to me and said, follow Jesus, not Judas. So I want to share with you from that thought this morning. I'll pray that God give me strength today to get through this and that God would speak to your heart. How many wants him to speak to your heart and to your life today? Matthew chapter 26, Matthew 26. When you have it, say amen. The word of God said, Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest. And he asked, What are you willing to give me? If I deliver him over to you. So they counted out for him 30 pieces of silver. And then on, from then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. Father, may you add your blessing to the reading of your word this morning. May you take everything that has taken place in this service so far. And Lord, just let it accomplish, God, what you desire for it to accomplish in our lives. Lord, from the worship to the very words of the songs uh, that has touched the hearts in some way of each and every one of here, uh, it's our prayer that you would move by your spirit, God, even now, this portion of the service. Hide me behind the cross of Calvary and speak, Lord, life-giving words to the hearts of your people. Father, we believe that soon Jesus is coming. We talk about it all the time, though none of us know the day nor the hour, uh, including Christ himself. But we know, God, today that, uh, that you know. And, Lord, when that time is right, I pray that you will help us to be ready. And Lord, that we'll continue to be looking up. And Lord, looking and examining our lives daily and allowing you to continue to do that work in us as we serve you with all our hearts. In Jesus' name, we ask it all. Amen. And amen. You can be seated. Look around at somebody and tell them, I'm so glad you're here today. What a wonderful crowd we have in the house of the Lord. Uh, amen. I was excited to see uh, every face that I've been able to see. I 
before I get into this, and I don't share this too often, a little bit, don't feel the 100% this morning, but I feel God's presence anyway, amen. And so uh, we're, we're going to share with you briefly from the Word of God. I ask that you pray for me and, and lift me up in prayer along with everyone else and, and uh, just believing that God is going to meet that need today. Uh, throughout the week and every week I seek the Lord, whether it's through devotion or whether I'm riding down the road, whether I'm, whether I'm just uh, meditating on the Lord. And I share with you often and I tell you that that's when God speaks to me. And sometimes it's in my studies just searching and praying and asking God for the word that he would have me to give in season. Uh, I, I know that he works in so many ways, but for me, I have to have something fresh every week uh, as often as he will give it to me, something fresh, something new, something on time. How many knows he's an on-time God? And, and many people would say, well, preacher, that message maybe didn't have anything to do with where I'm at in this moment, but somebody in here needed to hear it. Amen. And uh, sometimes we've got to step out of the way and let somebody else get what God has for them, amen. Uh, sometimes we have to be patient and wait. I heard, I believe it was uh, one of the, uh, Brother Jimmy Swaggart had made a statement one time that uh, he had spoken to an individual and said, Preacher, I've been coming for weeks and weeks and weeks, and God hasn't spoken to me yet. It's been great messages but nothing has been there for me. And he said, well, the very moment you quit coming, you're going to miss what God might have for you that day. Amen. And, and so, in other words, uh, the word is for all of us every time, every day, every season, no matter what. But if we're looking for that one word that we need God to speak into our life, amen, sometimes we just have to step out of the way and let God speak. And I tell you this, we ought to rejoice over his word each and every day of our life and, and, and rejoice in the fact that uh, it's through his word that we find hope and that he guides us in all that we do. Amen. Looking at Judas today, as God spoke to my heart, he, he said these words to me, follow Jesus, not Judas. And so immediately I went into the scripture and I went to Matthew chapter 26 and I began to read and I did some research and, and I have in the past studies on Judas and, and there's not a whole lot about Judas that we, we see, but there are some things that are important uh, as we look into this particular message. One thing is in particular, that all remember and that all notice when you hear the word Judas, you think of this particular, uh, most of the time, you think of this particular moment. You think of this particular scripture. Uh, we know Judas to be one, the one who betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he went and he met with the chief priest and he even asked the question. He said, what will you give me? if I will tell you where Jesus is at and turn him over to you. And they begin to count out, the Bible said, 30 pieces of silver. And the word said from then on, Jesus, uh, he began to seek opportunity uh, to hand Jesus over to them. As we approach the Easter celebration this morning, I want to share with you and reflect on some things, important things that occurred in this moment from the life of Judah, I feel, amen, like running already again. So thank you for praying. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be easy, but I feel something happening. Uh, I want to reflect upon some things in Judas's life 
that were important in this scripture and how that uh, uh, we, when we see him, we understand the contrast uh, of what God desires. Uh, things we can't ignore from this story that have a grand view of his heart. Uh, and also today the opportunity that Judas had uh, versus the path he decided to take gives us that contrasting view. As I begin to think uh, about Judas and God begin to just speak to my heart, I thought about the contrast in view of his heart and his life, how he had a choice to go one way, but he chose another way. Amen. I'm telling you today, friend, there are people who have a choice. Look at somebody around you and tell them you've got a choice. They have a choice to go one way or they can choose another. There's two paths you'll take in life. There's the path of your choice and the path of your choice in his will. I want to tell you today, friend, Judas had a choice. He began to see many things and had great opportunity in his life to make the right choice. I don't know if you'll do the study and the research. We don't know exactly how long Judas was, was even a part of the ministry of Christ for those three years. At what point was he called? And maybe he spent a couple of years with him rather than three, but he wasn't there in the beginning but he saw enough of Jesus and he saw enough of the grace and the mercy of Christ that you would one would wonder why would he make such a choice? The question would be asked, why would Judas do such a thing? I thought about how can you know such mercy? How can you see lives who have experienced the mercy of Christ Jesus in ministry and sit there and be a spectator and sit there and be a, a person who has become an eyewitness to who Christ was and what he did and the mercy he'd shown. How could you do such a thing? Then I thought about how could you know such grace? How could you be an eyewitness to the glory of God through Jesus Christ and still make such a decision? Then I also thought about this thought how and questioned this can you see the miracles that he had done and still have this heart? Oh, when I begin to think about this, it stirred my heart because I realized that he had seen some things in the presence of Jesus. He had experienced some things in the presence of Jesus. He was there in the presence of Jesus and you would have thought he had every convincing attribute to be able to have the impression to choose the right path and to fall in love with Jesus. I want to ask somebody today, have you seen God do a thing in your life and you still give him glory and you still give him praise and it's had such an impression on you that it caused you to turn him the right way. You would say, preacher, I don't understand what you're talking about. I know people who have questioned if God really 
exist. And then when God began to testify to the fact that, amen, to God, through the working of the Holy Spirit, he began to see, and they began to see a move of God. And in that move of God and his anointing, they became convinced that he was the way, the truth, and the life. Come on, somebody. And God was doing some things in his life. God was doing some things in his spirit, and yet his heart was still struggling with issues. How can you know such love? How can you become a sellout? Many questions across our minds, many questions today, and thoughts to the answers of those questions. But today I want to look at some things just real quickly that give us insight amen to God and answer those questions that we may have. And my hope is in this message that you'll come to a place where you begin to examine your life and you begin to see where do I stand with God? What choices have I made in my knowing who he is and in my moving forward in that knowledge? My hope and my prayer is that God is going to encourage those who have made the right choice to continue to follow Jesus, guarding ourselves from the influences that have potential to take us down the paths of destruction as it did for Judas. The Bible said in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, he said, there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the ends thereof of all the ways of death. Again in Proverbs 16, 25, Solomon said again, there is a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is the way of death. What choices are you making today? What knowledge do you have? He been of God and his grace and his love and his mercy that is causing you to make the choice that you're making for your life. Everybody is going to make a decision as to which road they're going to follow. But today it's time as Jesus said to make the right choice in your life. The choice for Jesus is at hand. We don't need to wait another day. We don't need to wait another moment. We don't need to wait another hour. We need to understand that if we're going down the wrong paths that there is a way out and the choice is Jesus Christ. Amen. The son of the living God today. There are folks that get buried every day that made wrong choices. There are mamas and daddies and aunts and uncles and friends and loved ones who still yet, after funerals passed, are wondering and hoping. I just hope they made it. I hope they made it right before they drew their last breath. I hope they, they came to a knowledge in their soul of Jesus Christ and his wonderful grace and looked beyond their own understanding and accepted that grace in their life before they breathed their last 
last breath. Well, I can't tell you. Only God knows. We'll find out when we get to the other side. But I can tell you this, that people are dying today making wrong choices. And they don't have to because Jesus is the answer today for the world. He was the answer for Judas. He was the answer then. He is the answer now. Amen. You don't have to take the wrong path today. Follow Jesus, not Judas. Give him praise if you want. As we get into this, we want to keep this in mind. Following Jesus requires understanding that his purpose is righteous above all human concept. In other words, whatever we think about it sometimes is, is not even a drop in the bucket compared to the glory of his purpose. This is one of the problems that Judas had. Following him means we must denounce whatever will detour us from his righteous purpose. See, Judas hung around him and thought he knew him, but he didn't know him, know him like he should have. Because while he was following him, Judas had some issues that he struggled with, that he, he never surrendered them in his time with the Lord. Judas had some things that were, were going to keep him from making the right choice that he struggled with. You would think that he would have been the man that uh, along with the other disciples would have lived and, and done righteously and made right choices and even though he may have stumbled would have kept on going for the Lord and brought glory to him in his life but Judas had some things that he didn't want to surrender and they kept him from seeing the fullness of Christ's purpose yeah, so number one, if you want to write this down, Judas was blind to everything Jesus stood for. He hung out with him, but he really didn't know him. Oh, how easy it is, amen, to go through the motions of religion and not really know him. I ain't lost. How easy is it to go to church Sing a few songs, but not really know him the way you ought to know him. Because issues in our life, whether planted by the enemy or whether brought on by ourselves or whether brought on by a culture or rather influenced by a surrounding evil generation, issues get in the way. You would say, preacher, what are you talking about this morning? I'm talking about things that Christ is telling us to lay at the altar and repent over, but yet we hold on to them and they keep us from seeing the fullness of his purpose and his grace in our life. 
But not only in our life, in the life of others. So you got to understand something about Judas. Judas wanted fame. He wanted riches. He, he wanted fortune. Then there were some other things he dealt with. He, he was holding on to those issues in his life. But he was also saying that if Christ was going to be the, the, the Messiah, he was waiting on that opportunity that the government in, in charge would be overthrown and Christ would set up his kingdom. And somewhere along the line of all this happening, Maybe Judas thought that he would become famous because he was also one of the disciples that hung out with the one that was turning it all around. There was a lot of things that he was holding on to. And, and in that, he never saw the fullness of the purpose of Christ. He became blind to it. In other words, when Jesus was, was ministering, maybe through, through preaching or maybe even through miracles, here was Judas watching, and here maybe a blind man is healed, but Judas can't give a shout over it because he's wondering when the next opportunity he, he's going to have to steal from the treasury that they had to take care of the disciples in Christ or even he's wondering when he's going to have his moment of fame and fortune. It's always thinking about the issues that he has in his life. I feel the spirit of God and those issues have kept him from seeing that Jesus didn't come to set up his kingdom in this time. He didn't come as a king. He came as a lamb and in this moment the picture was greater and the view was greater than what Judas had desired. In other words, he wanted a Jesus that would fit his agenda. And so while Jesus was healing and setting folk free, Judas was sitting there grumbling. Do you know what I'm talking about? When you have a move of God and the power of God is moving and you got folk that are really getting into it and there are other folks sitting around and wonder what they're doing. I wonder why they do it like that. He man, I don't see why they just let them say they looking crazy. They look like a mule eating briars. Instead of getting up and saying, Thank you, God, for saving a soul. Hallelujah. Your issues keep you from seeing the big picture. And Judas never could see it because he held fast to those issues. That's what causes us to be blind to the fullness of his grace. Why would Jesus spend so much time ministering to change the hearts of those who would hear him? And how could a man who's seen such mighty glorious acts of God sit there and reject the thought of what was really happening. And he had opinions that he held on to that became his issues while Christ was trying to change lives. Judas was jealous and living in blindness because of the issues he struggled with. Oh, it should, it should have come to his attention. Christ brought it to his attention. I mean, my goodness. If the Lord told me 
that the man who dipped his bread, that dipped the bread in there and partook, he met of the supper here was going to betray me. I'd like to think I'd say, Lord, whatever it is that's going to get in my way and cause me, God, I surrender it to you now. Amen. I'd like to think that way. I would like to think, my goodness, Lord, if you bring that to my attention, oh, God, I don't want to be the one that betrays you. If it's going to be, let it be, but let it not be through me. I want to be the one that lifts you up. I want to be the one that brings praise and glory to you. Don't let me be the one, amen, that betrays you. If it's going to be, let it be. But don't let it be through me. I wish somebody would hear what I'm saying this morning. Can you testify to that fact? God, I know that there's some things that are going to happen, and they're going to happen through people. But God, don't let it happen through me. Let me be the vessel of honor that you've called me to be today when you're blind to Jesus purpose you will never lean toward him you will hold on to the carnal issues of life and then number two not only was Judas blind to everything Jesus stood for Judas would not repent, but he'd rather sell out. We don't need any sellouts. Amen. God don't want no sellouts. He wants folks who will surrender their issues and ask God to open them up to the reality of his purpose in the fullness of of ministry along their journey. God did not just come to save you. Amen. He came to save everybody sitting around you right here. Amen. He came to save whosoever. So when God's not seemingly, amen, focus on you, don't get jealous. Amen. And that's where Judas was at a lot of time. He was jealous because God wasn't focused on him in that moment. He was focused on other lives. Don't get jealous. I've had people say, I ain't going to go to church tonight. I, I've been going for weeks, and the, the message ain't really hit me. It ain't, it ain't for me. Ain't that God ain't said nothing to me yet. You know why I waste my time going? Yeah, hold on. God will get to you. Amen. Look at somebody say, God will get to you. But while he's getting to you, why don't you be a part of what he's doing to get to others? Amen. Why don't you be a part of, 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 of doing what you can to, to help others? See, Judas would rather sell out than repent. He'd rather give up or give in. 
And God don't want no sellouts. He wants folks that are going to realize that in the moment and in the time of ministry in your life that he not only came to touch you and to save you, but he came to save other lives. He didn't just come to heal you. He came to heal others. How many knows God's bigger and he's big enough not only to meet your needs, but everybody's needs around you. Amen. And it's all right. Don't be jealous today. Give God glory when he's blessing buddy. Give God glory when he's best blessing bro. Give God glory today when he's blessing JP. My goodness, give him glory instead of sitting there as Judas did holding on to the issues. Find a reason to praise his name. Hallelujah. Even when you're not the center stage of his glory and his move in your life. Amen. Then finally, finally, Judas kissed the gates of heaven but never walked through. Stand with me if you will, please. Kiss the Kiss the gates of heaven. My cousin preached a message years ago. Years ago, titled that message, "He kissed the gates of heaven, but bought the gates of hell." While Anna Grace is playing softly, why would we follow Jesus and not Judas? I think we've seen the contrast. Jesus has our best interests at heart. We just got to be willing to lay our issues at his feet. Amen. We got to be willing to say, Lord, I surrender it all to you. My sins, my faults, my failures, my misunderstandings, my, my issues. God, I surrender it all. Just let me live in this journey in the joy of what you've done for me. Let me live in the journey. Let me live in the journey in joy. Because when you have joy, no matter what you go through in your journey, when you have the joy of the Lord, you'll have the strength to get through it. One thing we got to do, we got to, Say, God, I don't want my issues to blind me from the reality of Christ's mission. And Lord, if there's anything there, let me repent. And then thirdly, God, don't let me play church. I don't want to kiss the gates of heaven and never walk through In other words, Lord, I want to receive you in my heart without any strings attached. I don't want to be like Judas. Lord, I'll follow you as long as you do it my way. I want to surrender my all to you and say, Lord, I want to do it your way. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. You say, preacher, I hear you this morning. Most importantly, I hear the Lord. 
And I hear what he's saying to my heart and my life. And I want to follow Jesus. There have been in some ways I've been uh, thinking like Judas. I've been acting like Judas. But I don't want to act like him no more. I don't want to think like him anymore. I want to surrender it all to him today. I don't want to kiss the gates of heaven and never walk through. I want to come and surrender my life to him and allow him to have his way in me. If that's you this morning, no one's looking around. I want to ask you, if you you don't want to leave this place lost without the grace and love of God through Jesus Christ being your Savior. I want you to step out from where you're at and make your way to this altar. Don't hesitate. Don't think about it. Don't, don't, don't do like Judas. Don't, don't start thinking about the issues. Don't start thinking about those things. Just come and bring them all and say, Lord, I surrender it all to you today. I'm coming to surrender my life. I'm coming to, to ask you to forgive me, to, to come into my heart and to cleanse me and become my Savior. Will you move right now? If you need to bring somebody, bring them with you. Amen. Don't hesitate. Jesus is coming soon. I believe as Brother Tim sang a while ago, it won't be long. I've never been this homesick before. I need Jesus to be Lord of my life. I need him to be my Savior. I need him. Amen. There's there's those that are coming. Will there be any others? Every head bowed, every eye closed for a moment. No one looking around. All to Jesus I surrender. I don't want to follow Judas. I, I want to follow Jesus. Amen in my life. Father, I have delivered the word that you have given me. And Lord, I surrender it to you now. God, I pray. Lord, it's my heart's prayer that you give those the courage that need to respond to your voice today. Give them the courage to respond. I bless your name.